Did you know we record the show live every Thursday night at 7.30 in the True's time zone of the mountains? Head over to twitch.tv slash Radio and watch us there. We put the we in wiener. Infendo Radio is on now. We. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Infendo Radio, episode 597. I always say, can you believe it at the beginning of these, because that's a lot of episodes, but can you believe it? 597. Um, I am joined by a colorful cast of characters. My name is Lucas, by the way, um, but that's really not important. What is important are these these lovely young men who are <coughs> joining me on the show tonight. Um, one of them is actually underwater as we speak. Steve, how you doing tonight? And where I'm can good. people I'm... find you? I am happy that you called me a young man because I am old. I'm damn near 40. <laughs> um, you Don't can say that. Me... We'll lose all of our viewers. Right. <laughs> You're um, 23. And at least one of our hosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me in my Discord, which you can get to from my Linktree account. Uh, linktr.ee forward slash Gentis. Click on the show notes. It's there. It is there. Um, Justin. How are you doing tonight? And when you're not doing Infendo Radio, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um, you can also follow me talking a lot about Disney and Disney World at TheDisneyParkBench.com. And uh, you can f- also follow me on Twitter at Utilidork talking about Disney. A lot of Disney. Eugene, when you go to Disney, what food do you usually order? Um, none, because that stuff's expensive. <laughs> um, uh, uh, usually we smuggle in our own food in a mm. big purse or something, you know, because... Gotta yeah, go dining plan, man. You, you've got a diaper bag now. Hey, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Just when make sure I'm to not... put it in with all the cleans. <laughs> when I'm not um, agitating all of the Disney cast members, you can find me on Infendo.com, I suppose. Um, I wasn't asked this, but I've had a interesting week. Um, it hailed at my house on Monday. For, oh, had like yes, two inches it did. Of hail. It was it, the weird. Yeah, it, it was not good. It collapsed roofs to, in some of the businesses in your state. Uh-huh. Just to point out, uh-huh. Eugene lives uh-huh. in New Mexico, and it is currently June. So, yes, hail is um, unusual. Yeah, we're, we're uh-huh. talking, Lucas. I mean, I hail saw is a summer weather phenomenon. So. Ah, see, yeah, I wouldn't know that because but it's also Florida. A, it's also a humid weather phenomenon, and New Mexico is not really known for having moisture in its air. <laughs> we're, we're talking two inches of marble-sized hail that I saw mm-hmm. on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, all of my, because luckily for us, we just spent $80 on garden stuff and planted it all um, the day before. And then on Monday, <laughs> Mother Nature was like, ah, not today. Got to check your grow zones, man. You got to check those grow zones. <laughs> now, we have a show for you guys tonight. We're not just talking about New Mexico weather and gardening. We're also talking about everything Nintendo related, including a little event that I didn't realize was coming like next week steve said e3 yeah. is it really I'm, next week it, isn't it it's still either, 2020 it's next week or the week after isn't it like isn't the nintendo direct on the 15th Ow. Uh, <laughs> i think so it looks yes, like maybe. e3 2021 officially kicks off on june 12th which is saturday 
And it ends on June 15th, which is the Tuesday of the following week. So, gentlemen, you know how this goes. We've been in the podcasting game for quite a while. I want predictions. I want hopes. I want fears. I want to hear everything that you've got to say about E3. Shoot. I got it. I know this one. Steve is coming to... Oh, wait. That happened last year. Crap. (laughs) Dang it. K. Rule uh, is coming to spend. Oh, well. oh wait. I have, I have one. Who's that left? I have one that's absolutely going to happen. So um, oh, no. this is Here this is go. not a prediction. This is just a thing. There will be angry Nintendo fanboys um, after whatever mm. that's happens my prediction. during that the week. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound. Well, right. the the reason being is. Um, because of covid man like there's just gonna be like nintendo was behind before right like they had to scrap metroid entirely and um then covid hit like you think that like we're you know we're in a better place today i don't know man i just really don't so that actually brings me i'd like to go back to what we want from this thing at some point but that brings me to steve's Mm -hmm. part of the show which we actually wanted to talk about on the last episode but it ran so long um and Steve, why don't you why don't you talk about this? Because it's really you've been you've so, been itching. You've been itching. Yeah. So there were a couple of directs that happened last week that we discussed. There was Sonic. There was Dragon Quest. There was Monster Hunter, and a lot of fans of those three franchises were underwhelmed, myself included at first with Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. because it was just kind of like, what the heck happened? I'm still After, a little underwhelmed to be honest, but you know, it, well, it's what it is. It's still a great game. And, it's just eh, yeah. yeah. And after Lucas and I finished the DLC, um, I realized that we now have the game that we were supposed to have at launch. Mm-hmm. Version 3.0 is what should have been launched, but couldn't because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So my word of warning to our <coughs> listeners, and that I'm going to try and do myself, we're still seeing the effects of COVID, so I think we really need to temper our expectations. I don't yeah. think... This is going to be a huge, like, every surprise under the sun. This is everything you've ever wanted from an E3. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see something a little more mellow. And I think next year is going to be huge. That would be nice. Um, I actually kind of want to add on to the depressing pity party train while we're, while we're having this conversation. <laughs> um, get it out of the way early and then we'll get happy. I feel like E3 hasn't really been the same since Nintendo Directs kind of became a thing, right? Nintendo kind of embraced online announcements and monthly announcements and every everything that they do. And, you know, to a degree that's great because you get a lot of stuff over the course of the year, but I kind of miss the, the excitement of sitting down for an entire day and plopping my butt in front of the TV and watching E3 and having all these cool games like just revealed all at once, you know? That just doesn't really happen anymore, even in a good year. And this year was definitely yeah. not a good year. So, I, if if you'll remember, when I the years yeah. that I started this podcast, mm-hmm. um, I used yeah. to take the week off. Sorry, my dog is she's getting her two cents in as well. Um, I used to take those days off, and I don't anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no there's no reason that, I mean, I can watch it while I'm at work, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So E3 has lost a little bit of its charm, I guess. But, um, you know, it's still it's still a thing. It's still something to enjoy. Yeah, I, I mean, you know at least the companies, all the companies are going to have, like, some big reveal that they've been, you know, mm-hmm. they've had up their sleeve for months. So there's going to be something exciting. But, yeah, I mean... 
and it's not just Nintendo Directs. Um, you know, all the companies do it now, thanks to YouTube, thanks to social mm. media. Like, like if they can make a, you know, drop a big announcement out of nowhere, they're gonna get more attention on it than trying to be the big show at an already big show. Yeah. Um, so I think an obvious one, right, is Breath of the Wild. Like, I would be shocked if we don't see Breath of the Wild 2 gameplay, or at least, like, an, an additional story trailer or something. That's got to be the focus of this E3. It's all anybody's been talking about. They revealed it, like, last year. It's coming out, I assume, Like, two years ago, year? I think. It's been a while. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked if we didn't see something about that, because you know, even with everything that's been happening, that they've been working on that game, so... No, I don't know if we're going to get a, a release date. I don't know if it's going to come out this year or whatever. I, but... I have a bold prediction related to that. Shoot. Um, Breath I of really the Wild think... 3. No, I think Breath of the Wild is going to become a um, Switch Pro exclusive game. Breath of the Wild 2. Ooh, that is interesting. Yeah, there has been a lot of talk about the Switch Pro lately. Again. I, um... I don't see it being an exclusive. I don't think Nintendo would like shine themselves in the foot like yeah that. like that seems like i mean you've got so many standard switches out there in the market right now and then you're just but i definitely think we will hopefully here um before e3 because i have a feeling like if they're going to reveal a new switch they're going to want us to know about it before they tell us about all the games for it so, but I, I think we'll probably hear something about it and then it'll be like, and if you play, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 on it, you'll get this extra dungeon or these extra features or... So if the Switch Pro exists, which we're all under the assumption that it does right now. Um, Eventually. Yeah. Um, if they reveal it at E3, then I'm assuming there will be no exclusivity, and it will literally just be, hey, the games look prettier and load faster. If they reveal it next week, then I could see Eugene's prediction possibly coming true, right? Where it's like, hey, yeah. here's this really cool system. Stay tuned, because we're going to piss you off, you know? So, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of I'm stressed about it, because with as hard as pre-orders have been to get this year... Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want to get it this year, but I don't want to miss out on anything. Well, if a Switch... I, I've said this a thousand Well, I mean, times. if anybody's going to get it, it will be you, Steve. Yeah, we're, we're just repeating what <laughs> But like I say, I, I don't want to get it, though. I'm happy with my current setup. See, see, that's the problem with all of this, this whole culture that we've built for the last, like, 30 years, right? You shouldn't need to get something like that that you don't right. want. Like, if you don't want... Like, I don't want it unless it's got games that I can't get on the Switch. Exactly. Well... But what if it has those games and you can't get it? Then you're never mind, I'm not gonna say that. If if um if it <laughs> you're has screwed. if it's something that I want, I will find a way to get it. You're talking to the boy who found the one copy of Ghost Trick in the state of Florida. I can make this happen. Um but yeah, no, I just I, I don't know, man. I, I I like Eugene's gumption with Breath of the Wild 2 being a Switch Pro exclusive. I think it's uh, it's an interesting prediction. I'll be a little mad at you, Eugene, if it comes true. But also, <laughs> I, I, could, I could... if uh, I will say, if Breath of the Wild 2 is the only Switch Pro exclusive game, like this year, 
then I probably wouldn't get a Switch Pro because as much as I would like to try Breath of the Wild 2, you know my feelings on the original. Right. I'm not I'm not dying right. for this game, so I don't think that would sell me. Um, I'm not dying for this game, yeah. honestly. Yeah, but you'll still pick that system up. Anything else that we're expecting know. from this thing? Because I don't really feel like yes. I'm expecting anything I mean, at all. Well, and yes. that's just the thing. Like, the, well, we still got. Um, Zelda's anniversary that they haven't acknowledged yet. Not to mention um, Metroid's oh, that's anniversary, this year, isn't it? Donkey Kong's anniversary. Yeah, yep. that's this year, um, or within the next year. I feel like I think it's this year because this is Sonic's thirtieth, and yeah. Sonic came out five years before. Anyway, it's it's confusing. Who knows? But right. um, but but uh, yeah, no, I would I would yeah, love so to I'm, see. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, no, I was gonna say I, I foresee some sort of. Um, acknowledgement of it, probably some sort of collection or you know, Maybe. hey, here's this game that you haven't seen in a long time or whatever, Maybe like I'm Metroid sure there's something Prime for it. Trilogy on the Switch or something. That would be a good one. Four, um, Sword, Four Swords Adventures online would be nice. Uh, I still oh, want... I've already done that. But. I still want Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons remastered yeah. in the same engine that they did for uh, Link's Awakening. That's my dream game right now. Um, okay. I, I'm I, curious to see if maybe more Animal Crossing content, because that seems to be probably. something a lot of people want that nobody's mm. getting, so. Um, I, so there's, there's a new one that I've heard about. Nintendo yeah. has a survey that they're doing for, yeah. um, random member, members, and one of the questions is incredibly specific. It asks if you would pay forty nine ninety nine for a new WarioWare title. So no. there's yes. there's a couple trains of thought. <laughs> I'd buy that. Some people some people are saying WarioWare 99, some are just saying WarioWare Switch. Mm -hmm. Um but I think we are going to see WarioWare come back That'd given that one thing alone. So that's an official prediction. I'd like that. Um Hey, I was selected to take that survey. There you go. Congratulations. Dream games. This is going to be the lamest thing I've ever said on this show, but I would really like a port of Nintendo Land on the Switch. I don't know how it would work, but I want, I want it. Make it happen. I want <laughs> Wii Sports Resort. Or I would take Wii Sports like Wii everything. Sports Collection. Yes, I yeah, would take exactly. Wii Sports. I would and, take Wii Play. I would take you know, all those games. And you know what's great about that is, even though they're not using the Wii branding, they can call it Me Sports yeah. because they've already yeah. got. Metopia out there, so there me go. sports and me play and all that. Like you just keep the same aesthetics and the same style and just change the name slightly. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm going into this thing pretty much not having an, an expectation other than to hear about you know obviously the uh, I, Breath of the Wild too. I want to see Donkey Kong Country come back. Yeah, for a third be run. Nice. It would be nice. I feel to like see... Tropical Freeze did well between the two systems. I'd like to see yeah. a sequel to it, but there's been rumors too about a possible Donkey Kong's uh, 3D uh, game cool. coming out as well. So we could see that too. If they were I still do Don want that Donkey. I still want a Donkey Kong Country HD remaster of the original games. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. If they were going to do a Donkey Kong Country, I'd really like them to take another stab at it. Because even though I thought that the Returns games were fine, they didn't quite live up to the originals for me. I'd really like to see like yeah. a proper like well, Donkey Kong the, Country 4, you know? Like the Return of K. Rule type thing. Yeah, something yeah. like a really... Well, and not just that, but the right graphics, the right gameplay with the mm -hmm. switching characters mechanic, you know, the buddies, all the stuff that made the originals so good to me. That tight gameplay that 
Returns was kind of doing. I, you know, I just I'd like to see that come back. Maybe they can get Playtonic to develop it. <laughs> yeah, well, that might be a recipe <laughs> for disaster in and of itself. Also, I'm <laughs> fully they expecting. Unless can get those Nintendo dollars behind it. I'm fully expecting to see some Pokemon Legends Arceus gameplay because up till now yeah. we've had a few screenshots and a little teaser trailer and. I don't know. With, For the with... love of God, they'd better have a better frame rate this time, because they will. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty crippling when they showed it off. But no, I'm, that's the one that I'm excited for. Diamond and Pearl, they were my least favorite generation anyway, and the whole internet's already blowing up on the game because they don't think it looks pretty enough. So you know, just see, give I like the looks of of Diamond I think it and looks Pearl. Fine. I prefer it over it, over the games look, we've been getting. But it's yeah, like Legends Link's is... Awakening Pokemon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like Pokemon, but in 3D. Yeah. Like, but then that's again, what the Pokemon games used to look like. Then again, mm-hmm. believe it or not, we're less picky than your average video gamer. So, you know, and, and that sounds yeah, ridiculous true. because right. I spent the last three years dying on a hill about how much I hate Breath of the Wild. But, you know, <laughs> apparently we can still be objective. So what you going to do? <sighs> well, Guess if there's... That's kind of my dream game. That was all I had. Yeah, if there's nothing else, um, I guess we'll take ourselves a little break and come back with uh, Change the System and the Question Block. Psst! I have a secret other show that I do with Steve that I don't tell Eugene and Justin about. Go check it out at Spreaker.com slash user slash hypervoicepodcast. Welcome back to Infendo Radio. We are here to change some systems, talk about the games we've been playing, all that beautiful, beautiful stuff that we do in our free time. Um, who here has been playing something interesting? Who would like to break the ice? Uh, I mean, if you guys want to talk about Pokemon. Eugene made the first noise, so let's hear it. <laughs> yep, yep. If you guys want to talk about Pokemon, you I'll show the you. the game. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about the more interesting Pokemon first, I feel. Um, which is Pokemon I can segue Snap. off of that. I've uh, yeah, I've I've been um, really enjoying my time with that one. Um, li- like I said last week, it just kind of been slow burning, like an hour here, thirty minutes there. I'm amazed um, that you still have game to play. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it, there's actually seemingly a lot of game. I haven't. Um, I think I might have. Um, seen all the things but i don't think i've been to all the places in the things that i can see if that makes sense so um still trying to do that um so that's been fun the one thing i will say about that game is i wish that i now that i'm a little bit more in it i wish that um there was slightly more variety in the game in that i I feel like, there, you know, there's 400 Pokemon, right? Like, I feel like I'm seeing Wait. a lot of the same Pokemon in the same area. Do you mean there's you know? 400 Pokemon in the game, or there's in life? There's in... like 900 Pokemon. Oh boy! <laughs> well, um, exactly Welcome my point. To party, I, I think it's you're, 897 is the current number. You're living in like 2006. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the 400 Pokemon is Gen 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever, okay? You're There's so a lot 2000 of Pokemon. and late. 
you're you're oh, only man. furthering to um you know create my point here because yeah like i feel like in every level grant it's pikachu of course but like in every level i'm seeing pikachu and it feels like in every level i'm seeing like caterpie and metapod you know the same type of pokemon hey those uh, are important pokemon caterpie and metapod <laughs> make okay. the franchise Real real talk, they could use Pikachu a hair less. And you guys know that I love Pikachu. Mm-hmm. There are 897 more Pokemon they can pick yeah, from. Yeah, but Steve, Pikachu tested well in a focus group of Japanese children in 1996. Put him in, so he's got to be in everything. Level, put him in one level, and that's where Pikachu is in that game. And give some of the others a chance. <laughs> so, yeah, that has been my... Um, experience with that one um i guess tangentially tangenting off of that one is into pokemon go um uh you know there was a the last event that they had was a swablu event so you know i did really well on that one but i'm hankering for another um event because i'm i just need me some my shiny fix you know I think that Gibble is. Um, I think it's either this Sunday, is either this Sunday or coming soon. So yeah, there's some coming coming up. But They've my been point slowing down the Sarah. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel. Has been slow lately. Yeah. I kind of feel the same. Like it used to be like every other weekend there was an event going on, you know, mm-hmm. and now it's uh, you know maybe a little dried up. But I, uh, as Heather is telling me over here, pretty sure there's the Gibble event here this weekend too that's exactly what i just said <laughs> yeah exactly so uh yeah thanks but, Heather. uh yeah so eh, that's pokemon go it's been you know been pokemon going uh that's really about it though i haven't been playing a lot of games so yeah I well I concede my time i've been playing some pokemon um, I got a hankering to get back into Pokemon Shield because I had fallen off of it for, got a few months at this point. Um, basically, alright, so I was in, I never get very far in Pokemon games, I've said this many times before. Um, I just finished the second gym and I was in the cave that you have to go through to go from the second gym to the third gym. Mm-hmm. And you meet up with, I don't know, with Bebe or whatever the hell her name is. Speed, the guy with I don't, white hair. Is that a guy? The psychic uh-huh. trainer. Okay. That's a boy. <laughs> okay. Well, th- thank you, Japan, for your gender ambiguity if it once makes again. You feel, if it makes you feel any better, he becomes more feminine as the game goes on, so you have that to look forward to. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like gira him like i think i spent half the game all right anyway off off topic here um so so i kept on uh battling him and and losing so i stopped playing because i was getting frustrated and so i said all right that's it i'm loading up my roster with the highest level pokemon i have and i went in and crushed them and so now i'm into the game again so um i have re filled my roster with uh, rock and water type Pokemon because I am on my way to fight a fire type. And basically I'm just prepping myself for battle. Um, uh, But yeah, like that's probably the most that I... Oh, I know. I've been playing something else. Um, I broke down and bought Burnout Paradise for Ah. the third time. 
You um, almost got me to buy it too. I had it. He's good at that. He's good at getting you to buy <laughs> stuff that then you don't play. Yeah. I, well, I'm good at buying stuff that I don't play. Um, I have been <laughs> playing this a little bit. Um, it's definitely a game that works well portably. Um, I had it on the Xbox 360 and played quite a bit of it. Um, and then I bought it on the Xbox One and played almost none of it. Um, and so that's why I debated even getting it for the Switch. But I thought, well, you know, it is an open world game with a lot of exploration and the races don't take very long to complete. So it's a good game to play portably. So I bought it and I've been playing a bit of it. I do like it better than I remember, but I still don't like it as much as I do like traditional racing type burnout games. But I think they did do some updates to the game to make it a little bit more normal. Like, because I remember in on the Xbox 360 version, when you start a race, you have a beginning and you have an end. And it's up to you to find the best path from, from point A to point B, which means a lot of, oh crap, I missed that turn. Um, whereas now it actually guides you a little bit more along a predetermined path. Um, I mean, you can still take shortcuts and, and go off the beaten path if you, you know, if you find them, but... It's a little less directionless, so I'm enjoying the races a little bit more. Road Rage is still my favorite, but, uh, and there's lots of stuff to find. Like, you gotta find all of the shortcuts so that they show up on your map, and you gotta smash all the burnout posters. Um, really the thing that I'm missing most about the, the Switch version is there's no custom soundtracks. Yeah, on the Xbox 360, I had a whole custom soundtrack for burnout paradise and like i don't i don't know why they can't just have it so that here's a folder you can put on your sd that's, card and we'll read that that's my just most wanted we, feature on nintendo systems especially since you've got the sd card there we don't even have bluetooth functionality on the switch Guys, beyond controllers and I'll that's do, bs i'll do you one better we don't even have folders to put our games in on the switch yeah yeah Speaking of bitter Nintendo fans, but um, but maybe yeah, no. for E3 we'll get headphones support. I Sorry. go ahead, I, Justin. I love um, being able to use custom soundtracks. Like on the PlayStation Three, that's like my favorite feature. I oh, wish yeah. that that was a thing. Oh yeah, the first thing I did when I got uh, Tony Hawk on the PS3 was put all of the original Tony Hawk soundtrack mm -hmm. on my... And mm -hmm. same thing with Crazy Taxi. I've got a whole folder of Crazy Taxi music because yep. the PS3 version of that had completely different music. I yeah, remember, and, they, I remember. and then, they, then yeah. they took it to a different level on PS4 and 5. Now you can listen to Spotify on there. I remember. Oh, here's a here's a good age gap for you. Being so young that when I played GTA Three, I put in my Pokemon the first movie soundtrack and listened to that. On the yes. <laughs> anyway, back back to the Nintendo podcast from PlayStation uh, Central. Yeah, hey, this has changed the system. That's what it's all about. I, I'm I'm sure that I put some strange things in uh, my my GTA games as well, so I can't judge. Um. There was one other thing. played a little bit of Miitopia, but that wasn't what I wanted to talk about. What was the other thing? Oh, I haven't played it yet, but I did get the uh, the Bioshock 
trilogy, Bioshock Collection. Um, I bought it physically because um, I knew it was going to be the type of game that I would just pop in, play once, and probably never touch again. I got it for 20 bucks at GameStop, brand new, so, you know, it didn't spend a whole lot of money on it. Um, and then I come to find out that you have to download data, so I'm wondering if this is going to be another one of those wonderful things where here's a collection of three games, only one of them's on the card. But, what the heck, I played the original Bioshock um, on the Xbox 360, loved it, haven't played either of the others, I've really been wanting to try uh, infinite, so. So, I played Bioshock yep. on the PS3 a couple of uh, years ago, and I was shocked at how disappointed I was with it. I, I don't think it's aged as well as I, like, it was really exciting when it first came out, but it just feels so much more generic than I remember now, you know? I think oh, I, don't, I I played it recently and I would you enjoyed it that, honestly yeah yeah I, love I it. it's once like the ending favorites. is spoiled it probably takes a lot well Although... yeah it's a very for me it's a very plot heavy game so knowing yeah. what's going to happen does kind of ruin that aspect I guess mm. but well and yeah, I the, do remember the, the first the time gameplay I played isn't it. it's not as tight as like like a Call of Duty I, I just or didn't like that, I just didn't know? find yeah, it that so. engrossing when I played you know so I don't, I don't know <laughs> um I, and I do remember. Uh, my first playthrough of it thinking wow this game probably could have ended about three hours ago and I would have been happy like you get to the big reveal and then there's like so much more game you have to go mm. through um, but you know I I'll probably replay the original at some point I never played the second never really was all that excited infinite was the one that I really wanted but I figured if I'm willing to spend what is it on sale for now? Sixteen bucks for Bioshock Infinite. I may as well pay an extra four bucks and get all of them. So I was gonna say, yeah, it's twenty dollars on Amazon right now, actually. Yeah. So haven't played that yet, but but that's that's a thing. I also bought my uh, my kid all of the Five Nights at Freddy's games for his birthday. So I'll probably try one of those one of these days, but that's not top of my list. So. I just got done. I guess this is just my change the system too. I just got done binging all of <laughs> Go ahead Mark- and take over. I just got done binging all of Markiplier's Five Nights at Freddy's gameplay because I will never in my life play that game myself. But uh, yeah. Um, fun fact that game and every game in the series was actually made in the same engine that I use for game design. So that's really cool. Um, that's a fun fact. And I don't really have anything else to talk about because I haven't really been playing any games. I will change the system and say that I've been doing a lot of game design. But I don't know if that's really a topic for this show. That's kind of how I've been spending the last, like, three days, pretty much from 6 p.m. to, like, 3 a.m. Other than that, yeah, not really doing much of anything. So, Steven? So, Justin, to answer your Bioshock question, it looks like they do something similar uh, with, with what they did with Doom. Um, you get so much of the game on the cartridge and you have to download the other part of it so it can run properly on Switch. That's no you, fun. Yeah, um, so. I know they did that with with Doom. They did that with... Uh, oh, oh shoot, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Mortal yeah. Kombat, you had to download like 30 gigabytes worth of stuff, which is why yeah, I eventually just broke down and bought it digitally yeah, anyway. 31 gigs for Bioshock, so be ready for that. Yeah. Um, well, I got my one terabyte SD card, so I'm ready to go. 
Yeah, and mine's got 635 gigs of games, which is disgusting. I also bought a trilogy that was on sale. Uh Um, Yeah, I bought the Oddworld trilogy. Physically. Physically, and here's why. The games digitally are 30 bucks each. The collection physically, which does not appear to have a download or any download codes, was $60, and I had a $15 credit with Best Buy. So I effectively got the three games for half price. Nice. So that's a win for me. So I'm excited to play that one. Um, this weekend, I love video I, game math. Right? <laughs> Isn't it fun? For um, a savings of $20. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a numbers person. Always have been. This is why I like Pokemon. Um, but I, I have been playing a couple games this weekend. Um, Lucas and I, I think, it was, I think it was last week after the show, we did the Monster Hunter DLC. I think it was even before the show. But... Was it before the show? Because I think well, we talked think... about it on the last show. <laughs> yeah, we did. Actually. That's okay, a while so ago. <laughs> so, scratch that. The next game I played after that was actually Minecraft Dungeons. Um, we got on the 20, I think on the Big same surprise. day as the, yeah, on the same day as the Monster Hunter DLC, we got the, uh, Hidden Depths DLC for Minecraft Dungeons. Wow. Lucas, you need to play that DLC with me. I know <laughs> that it, that you're more Path of Exile, but some of the stuff they do there is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, they have some platforming in there now, so you have raised and lowered platforms. Um, that you have to actually navigate, um, and you know, you can't jump, so there's other ways to navigate that. Um, they have air pockets, so you have to manage your air supply like you would in a Sonic game. Thank you for going blue, I appreciate it. Um, the boss fight, though, um, in the end of that, he whooped my butt. Um, I remember when I did the Flames of the Nether DLC... Um, I had to kick it down three notches from the me- from the recommended level just to beat the boss of that one. I had to kick it down to Apocalypse 2. And I generally play on Apocalypse uh, 7 is my recommended DLC. So I had to kick it down that far to beat him. It was a rough fight, but so much fun. Um, and then there's a couple of other things. They've got raid captains in that game now that you can take out. Hmm. They're, do you remember the pillagers that are in regular Minecraft that yeah. wander around and yeah. you grab their flag and all that kind of thing? So they're in the game now. Hmm. And if you grab their flags, you get additional loot at the end of the level nice. um, that's exclusive to them. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then the other game that I've been playing after I finish that is Bravely Second. Um, I bought it back when it came out, and then it sat on my pile of shame. And I was looking for another good grindy game, because I just... Lucas and I kind of talked about Minecraft Dungeons is the most multiplayer game that I've ever played by myself. And I wanted something good and grindy that uh, I could play by myself that was designed to play by myself that doesn't crash every ten minutes like Dungeons does on the Switch. So I picked up Bravely Default, um, I am probably in the middle of chapter two, if I had to guess, and I'm 23 hours into the game as of 4 a.m. this morning, and I started it on Saturday. Jeez. So it has hooked me hard. The thing that I like about it is I finished Bravely Default, loved it, absolutely loved that game, and then I started Bravely Second, which is the direct sequel to Bravely Default. 
and they changed just enough of the battle system that I really couldn't get into it and ended up putting it down. Um, Bravely Second takes the series back to basics with Bra um, so it's got basically the same battle system that Bravely Default did, but it's got a whole bunch of new job classes. Mm. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. It's it, it has the quality of life improvements that, that Bravely Second did, like consecutive battles to get extra job points and that kind of stuff. Um, you get more customizability with your main job and your subclass. Um, but it's so close to the original gameplay that uh, I'm just really happy. And the nice thing is, is I haven't played the original one since probably I started this show. Um, you don't need to know anything about the uh, first one to enjoy this one. It's a completely new storyline. It's it's much like Final Fantasy 3 and 4. Uh, yes, they're numbered sequels, and that's a bad example because they're in the wrong order in the U.S., but you get what I'm saying. They're sequels that you don't need to have played the other to understand the one that you're playing. Yeah. So, similar kind of thing. Um, and I, I think I like it more than Octopath. Um, it's not trying to do the eight stories intertwined thing. It's just mm -hmm. trying to do one story. And Octopath borrowed the Brave and Default system to a point. Yeah. And bringing it back to Bravely Default, I just think it does it better. So, yeah, so needless to say, I've been enjoying my time there. <laughs> um, 4 a.m. on a work night is not healthy, just so you guys know. So When you, you have say, to be up at 7.15. So you say... All right. Well, with that, um, I think we have exhausted our question block or our change the system. We don't have any questions for the question block, so um, I, th I think we're I think we're I think we're leaving, guys. Uh -huh. Is everybody ready to go? Yeah, I think it's a show. Huh? My battery's dying anyway, so why not? All right. <laughs> well, then, thank you all for listening. We will be back next week with episode five hundred and ninety-eight. My God. Um, bye-bye! Peace. See you real soon. Ask a question for the show today. Head over to infendo.com's community page and join our Discord.